0: Welcome to It's Not a Crisis. I am your host, Doran Wallach. I'm an entrepreneur, a mother of two, a wife, and a 40-something trying to figure out what is happening in this decade. Why is no one talking about it? I created this podcast to help women in their late 30s and 40s to figure out what is going on in our mind, body, soul, and life. We may laugh, we may cry, we may get frustrated, but most importantly, My goal is to make this next chapter of life positive. I'm also full of my own questions, and I'm here to go on this journey with you. So let's do it together. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I thought I'd do a solo show because I haven't done it in a long time. And while this doesn't pertain completely to the age that we are, I actually felt like it was relevant because a lot of us are doing some renovations and interior work. And I've been posting a lot on my Instagram because I moved from the city after 24 years on and off to the suburbs, just outside the city. And I moved into a new construction rental house, which we have the opportunity to buy in a couple years if we like it. And uh, so I've been trying to make it feel like home without putting too much into it. And I've done, just by background, uh, I worked in and out of interior design for 16 years. I did everything from real estate staging to I used to work behind the scenes on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. I did a few episodes doing that. I worked in high-end residential for a top firm in the city. I've also renovated about one, two, three, four. Oh, God. I don't even know. Five, six of my own homes uh, from nothing. And uh, it's stressful. It's super stressful. And it's very hard on relationships that you don't think that going into it because you're all bright eyed and full of hope and excited because you're going to do this great new dream house and put everything you've ever wanted into it. But it becomes stressful both on your relationship as well, because of finances, even just disagreeing on choices of materials, things like that. So uh, not my favorite times of my marriage was, was renovating. uh, But when it, you know, it was all set, and done. It was worth it, kind of. One of the things that I've realized now, people ask me, oh, well, but, you know, if you don't buy this house, you're going to buy another house and or build a house. Zero interest in doing any of that. I, the, the appeal of this house was that it was pretty much done. And I might, you know, add some details, change, you know, things like doors and vanities, things like that, if I ever bought it. But I just don't care that much anymore. And I think part of that is getting older. And I've had beautiful homes and I've decorated them. And and I think at a time I, I decorated my last home in the city, I think I was trying to prove what I could do as an artiste and a designer. So I, I really felt like I did that. And uh, I actually didn't love that home. Uh, I had a few bad memories in it and it didn't get a lot of light and I just want to be happy in my space. So the things that mattered to me before don't matter. And now I love kind of just bringing out my personality or my husband's or my kid's personality in our home and being comfortable. And that's, that's, that's really what's important to me. So with that being said, I have learned a lot. I actually wanted to write a book on this years ago, except I have zero patience to write a book ever. My ADHD wouldn't allow that to happen anyway. But I thought it was very relevant, whether you're married in a partnership or whatever your relationship is, just living with somebody, how to decorate, renovate, and stay together stay married, stay together as a couple. It's not easy. So I'm going to give you a quick list of five things, and I hope they will be helpful to you. I am not an expert, but I do have a lot of experience. So number one, sit down before you do anything and make a list together of everything you want to do and what your priorities are and what can be done in another phase too. So meaning... What are the priorities for this space that you're going to renovate? If it's your entire house, what is the most important thing to each of you? And then if you really can't afford to do certain things, put it on a second list and do that at another phase. When I tell you the things to pick, I would say pick the things that are in the spaces you use the most or the the things that make you the happiest. So if having an amazing bathtub is something that will make your life happier, then that should be a priority if uh, you want to create a space where you can sit and read and think about yourself and think about your needs. And it's really important. I think that that we don't think about that often. Obviously, the kitchen is important, but can you live with certain countertops for a while and change those later? That's up to you. Also, just a little extra piece of advice here: your taste changes every five years. What you loved five years ago is probably different than today. So that's not to say that you can't reinvent what you're doing a little bit but just you know keep that in mind because <laughs> you may want to live with something and I, one of the best lessons i ever learned and the hardest lesson i ever learned was to try to live in a space first before doing work to it. And I am like a complete doer. I like to move into even a rental. You've seen what I've done. I like to move in. I want everything done. I think it's better to live with a space first. Figure out what it is that bothers you. Figure out, for example, I've realized in the house that I'm in right now, not that I was going to change all the doors, but the doors all need to be changed. They're like paper and you can hear everything. So if we buy this house, that is definitely on my priority list. I don't like the garage doors, but that's not on my priority list right now, Uh, nor am I doing anything else because of it being a rental. So anyway, so make your list, talk about your priorities. That's number one. Number two, despite what budget you set aside, your contractor and architect will go over that number. So what I would suggest that you do is sit down as a couple prior to even meeting with an architect or contractor, go over your budget and your absolute top, top, top price that you would go over. And that budget that you give to your contractor or your architect should be lower than where your top budget is to allow wiggle room because you will always go over, it always happens. I I, I mean, I've never had it not happen. So um, make sure that you're at a lower number for them and that you have a higher number set. That's your absolute max. And that way it'll help you when you're, you know, deciding what to do or not to, or when you're getting pricing, you can say, all right, you know what, let's, let's not do the, driveway or whatever it is right now but contractors always go over at the end of the project also there's like there's what this what happens to me you know you'll be like oh but I you know now that we switched that I kind of want to do that because that doesn't look as nice or you know or ooh, I you know I found this piece of furniture and I think it would be perfect but it's a little bit over a budget so things come up so allow wiggle room number three find out to begin with how involved your partner wants to be So whoever is in charge of the renovation and overseeing it and doing it, you may have a partner that is very involved in the design work, and you may have one that wants nothing to do with it and will just tell you to go with it. Just be sure that they mean what they say. Now, my husband, we have done so many renovations. We have lived in so many homes. And this is what I used to do. So I went to college for this. This is this is my area of expertise. He's in finance. I leave that up to him. Over the years, I've turned him into a monster. He sometimes feels he knows more than me. And sometimes he does. He's actually much better at space planning than I am. But he also really has a strong opinion, even though he says he doesn't. So, so I, sometimes before we do things, I'll say, let me do what I do. You now know that I can do it. I said, obviously your opinion is valuable, but if you you told me you didn't care, step back a little bit, let me do it, and trust me. We um renovated a beach house a couple years ago. Really, we have a tiny little beach shack, there actually these two little beach shacks in Long Island, and I wanted to do these doorknobs, and he was like, I don't like them. And I said, just please trust me that they're gonna look great. And he sort of he maybe was fighting me for a couple minutes, and then he said, fine. And to this day, every time we're lying in bed, he's like, those doorknobs were a really good call. I really like the doorknobs. So different scenario, but find out how much he's going to be involved. And clearly, you should know your partner. But if you've never done a renovation or decorated with them, you actually might not know them as well as you think you know them. So outline what you both want to be responsible for. Maybe even make a little contract. That way you can go back to the contract and say, hey, remember you said you didn't want to be involved with the architectural stuff or you didn't want to be involved with decorating or paint colors or whatever it is. And you can renegotiate the contract, but I think it's important to have that talked out. Number four, once you begin with the work, have weekly check-ins with both your architect, contractor, and each other. So you can have a weekly meeting with all of you together which I think is absolutely a must, a must, a must, a must. Even if time goes by and the architect and they, they can't meet at that time, you can find the time you must meet with them weekly. Go over what has been done, what is going to be done, where you are on the budget and where you're going, uh, you know, what the next steps are. I'd also suggest when you do have these discussions weekly, you don't drink a lot of wine and you ha- do it in a nice calm time when you're happy with each other and not angry with each other. But I think those 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 meetings are always uncomfortable and annoying, but very important. Number five, lastly, enjoy this process together. It's so hard. I can't tell you how many times we wanted to kill each other and just fighting all the time. We actually, I've, I've mentioned this on other podcasts, we renovated a townhouse in New York City. I, I really um, did a lot of the work, not physically, but um, design work. And then uh, about four weeks after we finished, Hurricane Sandy destroyed it. And so everything I did was gone. I had to rip out the entire house down to the studs. And then we did another renovation, which we did a little bit more work than we did the first time. But it was also a quick one because we wanted to get back in our home. It was one of the most stressful times of my life. And I don't think we ever... Oh, oh, we had a newborn, too. Um, and, and a three-year-old. So I, I don't think we ever had fights like we did at that time. There was a lot of crying. Uh, There was crying at my contractor who was horrific. He was, it was just, it was a bad time. But if you can, enjoy the process. (laughs) Um, Shop together if you can. This is not generalization of men, but some men or women, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't even have said that don't understand the cost of things. So my very first home with my husband, I went and we bought, um, we were buying couches. He's like, I don't really care as long as it's comfortable. I said, I think you should come and sit on them. I think it's an important thing that mattresses said, I don't really care. I bought a couch. He went ballistic on the cost of the couch. How much do couches cost? I said, well, this is like a real average price of a couch. This isn't crazy. And I said, why don't you come with me to buy the other pieces of furniture? Because I don't want to keep doing this and have you flip out every time I buy something. So I think it's important for whoever, whomever is not involved to really understand the price of things. Go online, show them, show them, you know, what costs what. But in talking about enjoying the process together, you know, you can go to inexpensive art fairs and find art that has meaning to you as a couple or a family. Thrift stores are really fun to go to. Don't be afraid to do things that speak to you personally and are who you are. I I feel like a lot of times today, especially with social media, people decorate their home based on what they see online. And I am guilty of that, too. I get inspired by Pinterest or this or that. And overall, I, I like things pretty simple. But... I do have a style and I don't have a fear when it comes to mixing metals or when it comes to mixing patterns or colors. I think you need to have fun and put personality into your home. And there are ways to do that. You don't always have to play it safe. However, if you're not planning on being in this home forever, you always should keep resale in mind. I have a lot of experience with that too. So if your uh, if your finishes or your architecture uh, get too specific, to your unique style, you're going to have a hard time selling your home. So I'm not telling you to be boring, but what I am telling you to do is to try to add your personality in other places. So as I mentioned, in in art, in color, in window treatments, God, I, I love to collect thrift items. So I have quirky little things all over my house. We have like kind of weird art that just makes us laugh. And um, we have some more serious art too, but we don't choose art by who is is the artist. We just really pick what we love and and what makes us smile when we're at home. So don't get too hooked up on what you should have or if people come over, you want to impress them or or all of that, throw that out the door. This is your home. And there are just so many ways of doing this. So I could go on and on and on. But that was this, by the way, I decided to do this podcast about 10 minutes ago. So I apologize if it's a little bit all over the place. But um, I thought I would just put my two cents in and see if that was helpful to anybody. So please let me know. Email me. Message me. However, and if you ever have any questions, please feel free to do that. And I actually love talking about decorating. I do not like doing it professionally. I hated doing it as a job. But I do know a lot. I know a lot about very high-end design and I know a lot about budget design. Uh, and I've had to you know, I've been able been fortunate to do both. So uh, I think that it's it's a fun subject for me and you know, while this doesn't relate directly to the podcast again, I do think that there are probably many of you out there who are about to take on a renovation project. And uh, I hope this was helpful until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to give yourself permission and know that you are not alone. Don't forget to subscribe. So you don't miss any episodes. Reviews are always appreciated and you can reach me by email at it's not a crisis at Gmail, Instagram, it's not a crisis podcast. And please join our Facebook group as well. Until next time, just remember, it's not a crisis.